So we've got an idea, therefore, who the runners and riders are, and, and we know, therefore, who, what you need to do to win to get those electoral college votes and the, uh, the consequence, or otherwise, of what's going on with congressional elections. So I suppose, overall, does it really matter who is in the White House? Um, from a UK perspective right now, in the context of uh, Brexit and trade negotiations, it seemingly under Barack Obama, we were stuck at the back of the queue. <laughs> Donald Trump promised he'd put us at the front of the queue, and we're all rather now concerned whether Joe Biden even knows there is a queue. <laughs> but do you think it does matter who is in the White House, Dr McKenzie? Um, I think it does. And at the moment, we have a very important situation that the current president is dealing with, and that is, of course, a nomination to the Supreme Court. Now, the Constitution gives the president the right to nominate to the Supreme Court, and the right to the Senate to then ratify nominations. Now, Trump has been particularly uh, lucky, if you like, in that he is now able to nominate a third person to the Supreme Court. He's had a third vacancy arising after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Um, Now, with the death of the notorious RBG, the Liberals have lost their most powerful dissenter. Um, With the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett who's a Conservative justice, this is now going to skew the court 6-3, because there are nine justices in total, in favour of the Conservative point of view. In fact, some commentators are saying it'll be the most Conservative court in 70 years. So not only is there a loss of power for the Liberals there, but also a loss of power for Chief Justice Roberts. He has traditionally been a swing justice, and he's gone sometimes with the Conservatives, sometimes with the Liberals, But now, because of the 6-3 split, the court's going to need a couple of swing justices. Now, this is an interesting situation because the vacancy um, arose in the dying days, really, of Trump's first term. When Obama was uh, president back in 2016, a vacancy arose in the Supreme Court And the response from the Senate was that they refused to ratify any nominations he put forward. He tried to nominate somebody with a fabulous name, Merrick Garland, and the Senate refused to accept his nomination and, in fact, refused to accept any more because they claimed this was the job for the next president. Now, it's worth noting that that happened about 200 days before the election in 2016, Uh, This time round, the vacancy has arisen about 50 or so days before the election. So there's a real controversy there because, as you will probably have guessed, the Senate is going ahead with this particular uh, Supreme Court hearing. In fact, yesterday was the fourth and final day in Coney Barrett's interview by the uh, Judiciary Committee in the Senate. The next stage is that there'll be a vote in that committee on Thursday, then the Senate as a whole will vote the week commencing the 26th of October. And what do you think the result's going to be, Mr. Hine? I think she's going to be nominated. I think she will too. Um, The Senate is dominated by the Republicans. Some of those members are currently ill due to COVID, but hopefully they will stagger through to cast their votes next week. Interesting times. And I think overall, the importance of who's in the White House at this sort of time of global pandemic, Mm. uh, that sense of giving leadership, calm leadership to the world, um, I think is important. And and at the time of uh, particular America, which is uh, suffering from terrible uh, race relations Mm. at the moment, that the importance of a unifying figure 
uh, you would think both on a national and an international stage would be important. Absolutely. So as ever, we'll see what the American people will make of that <laughs> in two weeks' time.